Hello everyone, my name is Jules and I'll be hosting this podcast. What is the first thing you do in the morning? Probably checking your phone and then go to the toilet. Or going to the toilet first and then check your phone, maybe even while you're going to the toilet. Maybe you like a whole breakfast with a cup of tea, with a cup of coffee. What if you had to do all that in the cold? Because you have to choose between food on the table or heat in house. Energy poverty is a less known, but still very relevant problem in the EU. Together with Martin, we will dive deeper in this topic. So hi, Martin. Hi, Jules. So um, I have a couple of questions for you about this topic. Why did you choose this topic? Well, this topic has such large implications. And it's a very kind of hidden problem because we don't talk about it enough. But there are so many households that are affected by it. There is an estimated 50 million, but probably more households only in the European Union that are suffering from energy poverty. But especially nowadays with the pandemic and with all the other issues, this isn't focused on enough. And I believe that I would really, first of all, myself benefit from learning more about it and also from everyone else involved in the session. This is an issue that really needs to be talked about. So the first question is, energy is a basic need. So why is it so difficult for people to pay for it? Yeah, I mean, back from many, many decades ago when energy became um, widely used, of course, we live in a society where profit is profit is king and many, many corporations took advantage of that and made a business out of it so they can make money. And nowadays, especially money is everything. Profit is everything in the most efficient, less costly way. So when people need it, um, it's very easy to make money from it because they have no choice but to pay. But that poses a problem that when they can pay, they lack that basic necessity, which is energy and energy as for example, in your introduction, using your phone, making tea, all of that requires energy. All of that requires some form of energy. And when you don't have access to that, you have a lack of a basic fundamental need for you to live a normal normal life. And um, that's why it's such a problematic issue. What does the EU do to aid these people in need? Yeah, so the EU has, especially recently, uh, became much more aware of this issue. Uh, there is a new observatory for energy poverty, uh, which carries out research for every single member state and uh, sees the situation as it's folding. Uh, and for example, in 2017 until 2020, there was a, um, a pilot project where about six to 7,000 individuals were um, subject to a test experiment where they had uh, policy advisors and um, energy advisors to help them live in a more efficient way in terms of energy and trying to teach and educate people on exactly how they should be more efficient with their energy, how they can cut costs, reduce usage and everything like that. Um, there is also a push for a renewable energy um, sourcing of um, electricity and power, which is going to also be uh, very, very beneficial to reducing the cost and making it much more accessible to the individual household. Are there any alternatives you're thinking about? Yeah, as I just mentioned, renewable energy is definitely at the forefront of that, um, that alternative push. Um, the renewable energy by nature, the more you use it and the more developed it gets, the cheaper it is going to get because currently even um, it is cheaper for uh, utility providers to 
switch to, uh, to renewable energy. However, the barrier of entry is relatively high at the moment. But once they do invest that initial money, it's going to get progressively cheaper and cheaper for them to source it and in turn cheaper for the household to use it. And for example, the European Union, by the year 2030, they want all energy so, uh, that is sourced to be sourced from renewable energy, I think up to 30%. They want one third of all energy to be, um, to be renewable. And that's, uh, that's really the most prevalent alternative uh, that we currently have. So um, let's go to the different questions. Um, it's about problems. What problems does energy poverty cause? There is an array of issues. So there is, for example, health issues. You can imagine that if you are in the winter, you don't have access to heating, you have to heat through fire and uh, um, that can cause many health issues. For example, frostbite in colder countries also really uh, poses an issue when cooking because you don't necessarily have the energy to cook uh, in terms of electricity. Um, it, many, many health issues uh, that you can imagine follow from that. Furthermore, there is other implications, for example, in children, which they have to help around in the house, um, which takes away from the education. And even if they don't have to help in the house, the infrastructure in the household lacks the ability for them to actually prepare at home. So that causes discrimination, that causes unpreparedness, and it just poses much more long-term societal problems because you have a generation of um, children and, and young people that are don't have the opportunity to prepare themselves adequately and educate themselves adequately. How do the EU handles these specific problems? So currently there are um, different subsidies for struggling countries. For example, there is a lot of money being uh, distributed from the member states, some from the member states themselves, some from EU funds uh, to subsidize certain areas that are um, suffering from too high costs of the utility, utility bills. There is also housing provided for really struggling households that don't have any other choice. There isn't a large scale solution that is a viable solution that is really diminishing the problem. There is still so many households that cannot uh, get the housing because there simply isn't enough or cannot get enough uh, of the subsidies because there simply again isn't enough. Um, so there isn't one solution that the EU has implemented that's actually fixing the problem yet. And that's the problem of the issue, uh, that there is just not a solution at the moment. Are there any solutions you're thinking about on short term and on long term? Well, there are. So in the short term, those subsidies are indeed uh, something that can help a lot to struggling families and different projects that are to help um, help with um, the, the struggles of paying those utility bills. Another thing is educating and advising how to be more efficient and how to reduce costs. But in the long term, the issue is the issue that a solution that could solve the issue is a different source of energy, namely, for example, as I mentioned earlier, the renewable energy that would have many, many broad implications in a positive manner on uh, on the struggling households because it would provide a different, cheaper, more accessible access to um, to renewable energy. And for example, there is a case study in Greece which um, went about to show the benefits of renewable energy because Greece is actually one of the uh, countries that is most significantly affected by um, energy poverty is compared to other European countries. And um, it, the study found that Greece does have the capacity to, uh, to 
source most of the energy from renewable energy, and that's going to pose extremely positive um, benefits to uh, the countries and the households and going to make it much more accessible and cheaper. So that's one quite viable solution, but a very long-term one. What about making an European electricity net instead of each country having its own? Well, in theory, that would be very beneficial because integrating um, is going to integrating the electricity network and energy network is going to make it very easy for regulation and for everyone to get the same access. However, in practice, member states are so different. They have so many different policies, so many different views. So integrating a foolproof network between all the member states is going to be a very difficult task. And um, just because of the differences the member states have, as well as the differences in um, accessibility and in terms of infrastructure, because many member states have much um, less suitable infrastructure for such uh, endeavors. But in a long-term, very long-term um, way of thinking, it could be indeed a viable solution, but a very hard one to achieve in practice. Thank you, Martin, for your answers. And thank you for listening to this podcast on the topic of energy poverty. If you would like to hear more on how to sustain the change, make sure to stay tuned. Thank you very much and see you the next time.